0: with a practice helping many women around the world to heal their bodies with a step-by-step method that not only gets results, but makes the whole transformation delicious and easy as a way of life, even when life is crazy. And it could definitely get crazy. So pull up a seat, and let's dive into these game-changing conversations. Welcome to the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Love, where we dive in each week to chat about your health, healing foods, and mindset to make it happen. I'm a culinary nutrition expert specializing in hormonal health, a mother of six who has been on a long journey of healing my body from pre-diabetes, PCOS, and more, and who is obsessed with the power of food on our ability to heal our bodies, as well as finding the ways to make it easy and happy to make these changes with our crazy, busy lives. Pull up a seat and let's dive into these game-changing conversations. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. I wanted to start off with a little story. So three years ago, uh, my second son, Yon yon was in a really, really bad accident. He had a whole pot of boiling water poured down his entire body And we were in the hospital for three months, in and out of surgeries, and then another couple of years of um, having to go back for different surgeries, taking care of it. And thank God he's okay now. Um, But it was a really bad, bad, dark time in our lives. And I remember that that wasn't the only thing that was happening. Really, there were just so many bad things happening at once. You know how you always say, when it rains, it pours. So that was what was happening with our family. We were also in the process of building our house, and we ended up using all these contractors that were just really, really bad news. <laughs> and an- another lot of things just kept happening. And I just felt like I just was being hit down all the time, all the time. I was in a really, really dark, bad place. I was like always thinking, oh my gosh, poor me, what's. Why is everything bad happening to me? And that, that was really where I was. I was just mourning my life, <laughs> mourning everything that was happening to us. And um, and I'll tell you what happened in the end later. But I want to move on to something else in there. So, you know, this coming Sunday is Tisha B'Av, which is the ninth day of the Hebrew month we call Av. This is actually the day that both of our temples were, destruct- were destructed in Jerusalem and Jews around the world fast on this day. It's considered a day of great mourning. So I was thinking about that this morning, how odd it is to mourn something we never really experienced. And it goes on and on for generations. And we haven't even seen the temple or experienced it or know what, we're, what we've what we lost that we feel that we need to mourn it. I mean... Mourning really does come from great loss from something we were very attached to, and we weren't around to feel this loss. So I talk a lot with women in my programs about loss and mourning as a stage we go through when finding out we have some health issue or problem. But really, one of the big losses um, that the wonderful women here listening suffer from is infertility. Now, we could say that she hasn't had a baby, so how does she even know what she's missing? But it's really, if you think about it, this deep, soulful, and spiritual connection that that really helped me understand the whole concept of Tisha B'av and the fast coming up. We may not have physically experienced the destruction, but spiritually, it still has a great effect on our soul. So today, I want to talk a little bit about morning with relation to our health and the challenges our bodies have to deal with. You know, when I first found out I had a PCOS, I remember I went to the doctor, I had a lot of miscarriages, I had all these different other health issues, like I just couldn't lose weight no matter what I was doing, and I tried everything. And um, and I didn't have a regular period at all. And every time I did get a period, it was so heavy. I couldn't leave the house. I had, to, I had to cancel work for like two days every time I got my period. It was crazy, crazy heavy as if I was having a miscarriage. So I finally went to a few uh, specialists and I got to this final one. And in these words, he said to me, say thank you that you have three kids. I'm going to let that sink in a little. So basically, he was telling me I can't have kids anymore and to be grateful for what I had. Now, honestly, the thoughts in my mind that I had were, I didn't really have thoughts. I kind of like felt like this cloud come down on top of me. I was in a haze. I think it's the first time I really experienced something like that, really being in like this haze and not even knowing what to do. And it's kind of like someone giving you in a way, like this death sentence that like, that's it. That's the end of it. So I remember leaving his, his, um, his office and sitting in the waiting area. Like I wasn't even going home. I just sat there. I couldn't move. I was paralyzed from what I heard. And I remember sitting there really just in shock and not knowing what to do. So it was so overwhelming for me that what I did do was I decided to live in denial. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't really a decision. It was just what I did. I just moved forward, putting it aside, not thinking about it and just continued living my life. And, and basically what happened was the next pregnancy I had only happened uh, three and a half years later, naturally. But, and, you know, thank God today I have six kids, but, What happened was I kept looking at other people and saying, why is it that they could eat their chocolate cake and everything's fine? Or why does everyone get pregnant easily? Or why does this person lose weight like after two seconds of giving birth? So I kept looking around and really noticing how everyone is okay and I'm the only one with a messed up body. And that was the way I perceived things. And I remember that I was very, very upset and bitter and just hating, hateful towards my own body, that it couldn't function properly, that I didn't know what it needed to do. And there was a time that I look back and I remember when I was just like when when we were newly married, I only had one kid and that was after a really hard time of having that one kid. So we had friends that moved into our community where we were living then. And she was after nine years of trying to have a baby since they're married, nine years of trying. And she met me basically when I was pregnant with my first. So for her, I was like one of those women that everything's fine. You get pregnant easily. There's no hardships there. And she didn't realize like all I went through beforehand and the different issues I was dealing with at the time. And I remember seeing it from her eyes because she wouldn't talk about it. But I kind of sensed from her the feeling of, oh, here you are, another person like that. And we became really, really close. We became really good friends. And I remember saying, you know, I want to tell her what I've been through. And I did. I did it like as a, you know, like a side, by the way, like not really like, oh, let's sit down and talk about it, just as a comment of like different things I had to go through. And I remember her looking at me in shock. And staring at me like with her eyes open and she was just standing there. And I was like, what? She's like, you know, I didn't realize you went through all that. I was sure that I'm the only one in this whole community that has issues. And I'm like, yeah. So really, I I remembered back to that and I realized, you know what? Everyone's fighting their own wars everyone has issues that they're dealing with. And even if it's not health issues, like really, we all have to deal with stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of started helping me change my perspective on things that really were all just dealing with stuff. And it made me look inwards to myself and stop looking outwards at everything everybody else was dealing or not dealing with it with. And um, that was like my first step of understanding what I had to do. So another story I want to tell you is about like a conversation I actually had this morning with Yair. Yair is my third, he's 11 years old, and he's been having major, major um, stomach issues for the past really long time. We got him checked for celiac, we ran all the blood tests to see what's happening, everything turns out fine, but he's really suffering from digestion, digestive issues. So, um, I told him, okay, honey, you might be having sensitivity to things, which are not things that really get tested. So we took him first for, um, a test to see if he has, you know, a a dairy intolerance. Um, and he does, he's sensitive to dairy. So that was the first time we realized, okay, this is what it is. We took him off dairy And we saw that even though some things were a little better, he was still suffering, there was something else that he had a sensitivity to, and we had to cut it out. And I took him off gluten. So to be able to take a kid off gluten, it's not as simple as it is, as it was for me. I mean, I'm completely gluten free, but I am at a stage where I don't, feel the urge or the need for bread anymore, like I used to at the beginning. So I don't really make that stuff for me anymore. And suddenly, of course, kids need more of that stuff. So I went back to making all the stuff I used to make for myself when I was going off gluten. So uh, we did that for a while. And then after a few weeks, when he was really clean, we said, okay, let's check to see if it's gluten or if it's wheat, and let's try to eat some spelt. So right now he's on spelt, and it seems like it might be a problem again, and we were talking about it this morning, and he was really upset about it because he's in the summer now, he's in a camp, like we did like this camp, where all the parents take turns each day doing things for the kids, super fun, amazing experiences for the kids, and and, but every single day, the parents seem to be doing baking or they have like a picnic and everything. Everything really has bread and wheat. And he was getting very excited about it, even though I sent him every day um, with the spelt bread we make together that he could eat. And it's delicious, but it's still not the same as standing there making poissons and all these different things. Right. So we we're really having a conversation about that. And that brought me back to what I was going to talk to you about today, about how to deal with this whole stage of mourning and how to deal with the fact that we have to change the way we eat. Because I know that when I realized I have to change everything, it was really, really hard for me to accept that I can't eat like everyone else. And that was, you know, what we were talking about before, the whole Uh, stages of me being bitter and upset and mad at my body and not understanding. And then um, I remember that when I was younger, when we were just married, I had serious um, body issues. And I actually went to a therapist to deal with that. And she gave me an exercise to do, which was to stand naked in front of my mirror and to really find what I love about my body. Now, Let me tell you, (laughs) that was one of the hardest things I ever had to do. It was so uncomfortable. I was squirming. I was like, no, because I felt like I was two different uh, people, I'd like to say. Like, there was me and my thoughts and my dreams and my hopes and everything, you know, in my brain, in my heart. And then there was my body, this vessel I was in that I didn't like, I wasn't happy about. It was upsetting to me. And I just felt like we were two different people happening. Like I didn't feel connected to my body in any way. So standing there naked in front of the mirror trying to find what I like about my body, it was excruciatingly hard. So um, I did that for a while. I got a little better at it. But ultimately, I left it. I, I stopped doing it. And then I think, like a while ago, a few years ago, I went back to doing it. I came to it in a whole different outlook. Because really, my body and I have been through a lot of things together. I mean, miscarriages and six pregnancies. And part of those pregnancies were super hard. And I was hospitalized. And my body like went through so much. And it's working on healing itself from the PCOS, from everything we've really been through. So the moment I looked at my body um, in the mirror naked, I was able to see something completely different. I said to myself, oh my God, you've been through hell. I mean, look, look at those marks on your stomach. You carried six babies and look at this and look at that. And I started looking like at the beginning, yes, we were two different people, but I was looking at this other person at this body appreciatively and really just with kindness and compassion to all it's been through. And at that moment, when I was able to look at it in that way, I was also able to be thankful and grateful for everything we've been through together. And even though I put my body through hell, and even though we went through some crazy things together, it's still standing, it's still doing its job, it's still carrying me through this crazy, beautiful life. And the second that happened, I think, was the moment I really feel like we became one. Instead of us being me and then my body, we were just us together as one, as one body. And I was able to move forward in my healing journey from that place, from a place of I want to uh, give love to myself, to my body. I want to work with it together. We're a team now. We're working together towards health and healing. And then instead of being in this place where I have to eat my salad when everyone else is eating their chocolate cake, I was in this place of I'm eating my salad together with my best friend, um, my body, and, <laughs> and we're just like having so much fun taking care of ourselves together. We're in this together. And it's just a total shift in our mindset, and it really helps us move on from that place of mourning everything that's wrong with our body. And when we get, um, when we get the verdict of what's wrong with us, we fall into that place of mourning. And you know what? That's a big part of dealing really with everything we're dealing with. And it's a big part of healing because you have to first mourn. But the next step is really to move forward. And I think that this exercise, I know this this exercise could really help move forward in that aspect. Look at your body. What has it been through? Bring some love and some understanding and... And move forward to healing together. So this is actually something I was telling my son, and he was looking at me like, what? But um, I think he got it. I think he understood that it's a process and that if you really want to move forward and embrace where you are and the different changes you need to make to your nutrition or health-style nutrition you need to take, you have to do it from a place of love. You have to do it from a place of happiness. And you have to do it from a place of one and togetherness with your body. So I'm going to take you back now to the story I started off with. And I'll just remind you that my son, Yon-Yon, went through a horrible accident. We had all of these horrible things happening to us. And um, I remember that it was leading towards Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year. And I was thinking, okay, New Year's are times for, you know, really good starts to, like, get back on track. And I said, this is it. We're leaving all this bad behind us. And we are starting on, you know, having a new new and good start. And then I was, like, really excited. I said, this is a clean slate. We're starting anew. And then on the eve of Rosh Hashanah, as I was cooking, as I was getting ready, my baby, who at the time uh, was a few months old. I think she was half a year old. She needed me and I bent down to pick her up and my whole back just got stuck. Now I had a major injury when I gave birth to Noga and it was in my back. I pulled all different things there. I had, um, issues with my, with the discs in my backbone and I was going through a lot of different treatments for my back. And the second I bent down to pick up Noga and to deal with her, when I say my back got stuck, I mean, it got stuck. I mean, I was in bed not able to get out of it or move the entire Rosh Hashanah, which is a two-day holiday, sometimes three, when there is, you know, a Shabbos right afterwards. I don't remember how long it was. I just remember that all my hopes and dreams of starting anew just came crashing down in my face. And I have a good friend that called me after Rosh Hashanah just to talk, and I just started spilling everything on her. I was crying, telling her how poor I am, and I can't believe everything's happening to me, and I can't believe this happened, and I really wanted to start anew, and I was so upset. And the next day she came over, and she brought me this wonderful book, Um, the third, I think it's called the 13 things mentally strong people don't do. I think that's what it's called. Anyways, I was reading this book and the main takeaway I took from it was that feeling sorry for myself is not bringing me forward in any way. I mean, a lot of times we really feel sorry for ourselves for all different things we're going through, but it's not really helping us move forward, Right. And I realized that. And you know what? It is so hard because sometimes we just really want to feel sorry for ourselves. Sometimes we just want to be there and we say, leave us alone. We want to be in this mournful place. We want to feel sorry for ourselves. We want to stay in bed. We're never leaving again. And the actual ability to get up and say, okay, I'm taking the next step to move on from here is so excruciatingly hard mentally. And I know, (laughs) but in the end, That's what we have to do. We have to get up and understand that these are thoughts that really don't help us move forward. And I remember the next Shabbos sitting around the table with my family and I said to them, you guys, listen, we are not feeling sorry for ourselves anymore. I mean, look around. Yon Yon, that's been through this huge accident. Thank God he's alive and he's healing slowly. You know, we're doing what needs to be done. And you know what? We're building our dream house. And you know what else? all these kids are wonderful and we have food on our table. And then we just started this round that every single one of us in the family said what we're grateful for. And I have to tell you that from that day on, our lives just took like a turn for the better and looked totally different. Because when you do that mind uh, mindset shift and change the way you're looking at everything, then we really have the power to move forward. It's really hard to leave that morning place. It's really hard to leave that dark and sad and upset and angry place, but it is so worth it in the end. So that's how I want to leave you. (laughs) Really wishing that not only should we see, the rebuilding of the temple, but we should also feel the rebuilding of all of our temples and do it really happily, understand that this is our journey and to do it with love and compassion for ourselves always. Bye for now. I'll see you again next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. If you loved this episode as much as I did, head on over and rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. New episodes are dropping each Thursday, and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, and I wanted to ask you, are you suffering from a certain hormonal imbalance? Do you have PCOS, perimenopause, endometriosis, prediabetes, infertility, or anything else? Did you know that you could most definitely heal using nutrition naturally? I wanted to invite you to join my full comprehensive one-on-one healing program. This four-month program, we work together to balance your hormonal system using delicious, nuanced for you nutrition, as well as supplements as needed. I help my patients gain control of their health and hormones naturally with a step-by-step process and delicious recipes. And we turn everything we learn together into a happy way of life reach out to book a free 30-minute consult call and see if we're the right fit for each other. Your health can be transformed. I'll add a link to this free consult in the show notes. Bye for now.